A billion years ago, there was nothing but space. Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place. There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus, but planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello, babies. Welcome to. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. You put a little trill on that. I liked it. Yes. <laughs> you. It took you aback so much that I was like, oh, do we have to stop recording? <laughs> you were like, oh. Uh, oh. Oh, wow. Um, she's fancy I, today. I suddenly realized I'm not good enough for this fancy podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if I'm not fancy enough to co-host this podcast. I didn't realize. Uh, I didn't turns you into wear Betty my, Boop. I didn't wear my <laughs> opera gloves to the podcast recording today. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. This is our podcast where we talk about... Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We have very little... It's like we introduce so much structure into this podcast. And at the same time, I don't think I can describe what it is. It's it's whatever we want it to be. It's a place. It's a safe place. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Is a podcast a place? Yes. I'm not sure. No. Um, <laughs> Grounding us to a halt. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> we, we've been watching um, a lot of Jeopardy lately. Mm, um, us as well. We, really? Yeah. Um. We've been watching the Amy Schneider run. Yes. Um, which is really cool. As like, soon as really her run fun. ended, I lost interest. I stopped watching. Really? <laughs> yeah, I needed a break. I was like, okay. I was really in it for yeah. Amy. We might take a break. Like, we were watching, like, we watched it after it was over. So, like, we watched it, you know, going in every episode. It's like just lambs to the slaughter yeah. like watching her go up against new people who you know are gonna lose there was no I keep, like i kept you know. joking that like uh ken uh jennings he's the the host right he has to like get in there <laughs> <laughs> he's the only one that could potentially compete with amy her. he's gotta get in there ken you gotta get in <laughs> get in the ring um she's <gasps> such a she's so awesome She's so good. And I mean, I posted a screenshot of one of the people who went up against her. Um, and because uh, in the final Jeopardy round, he just wrote LOL IDK <laughs> for his final Jeopardy answer. And um, he co- contacted me on Instagram and he was like, hey, that's me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. How did it feel to go up against Amy? Was that did that feel just like wildly unlucky and he was like well none of the games had aired yet um so but i knew she had won eight games so i didn't i knew she was good i i had made peace with not winning Mm -hmm. but i had no i would really like a chance to compete (laughs) not against her because i think i could last a couple games (laughs) if i was actually given an opportunity to but um yeah it's like uh she's it's like one of the uh, buzzsaw. It's just like feeding people into a yeah, wood chipper. <laughs> it's, it's very fun to watch. Have you seen her last uh, episode yet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think we watched it 
day before yesterday. Um, yeah. And I had already read like her Twitter thread about it um, where she basically said like one of the she kind of knew she was going home because something just felt off but she was also just so tired at yeah. that point yeah and so burnt out and you can kind of see it on yes. her face and there was uh one answer that she said she gave where she was like i knew the answer mm-hmm. i buzzed in knowing the answer I like I knew it was Johnny Unitas and then the name Joe Namath came out of my mouth and I was like, where did that come from? Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the entire reason I brought this up, I don't remember. I think we were talking about if a podcast is a place and I just (laughs) every time we watch Jeopardy, we just start talking about how you could answer in the form of a question in a way that would be more fun than just like, who is Johnny Unitas? (laughs) Or just Mm -hmm. like, what is Johnny Unitas? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I feel like there was another one that I thought of that would be fun. But um, do you think you could do well on Jeopardy? I think it would really, really come down to what the categories were. Yeah, there are some that I crush. And then there's some like fucking the ones about just like rivers where there's just rivers around the world and you got to know all of them. I'm like, I don't understand how you could (laughs) keep that knowledge in your noggin at all. I was just thinking that that I don't I'm like really bad at rivers in particular. Yeah. Like lakes, like anytime there's lake, a lake question, I can off. actually get it. <laughs> the um, rivers are just too rivers, long. I'm like, they're too long and skinny. <laughs> I was tr- <laughs> like, unless it's the Po, and I don't even really know where the Po is. I think it's in Italy, but like, that's often my guess. But like, Never I was heard trying of to it. think of the name for the Sen. Oh, this is a great transition. <laughs> I was trying to think of the name for the Sen. Which is like a very obvious river, and I couldn't think of it. Well, I just didn't even end up being the answer. (laughs) This is a great transition because I just spent a lot of time walking back and forth along the Seine because I was just in in contemplating your your Jeopardy prospects. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I was just Um, in in Paris for a week um, for a wedding, and uh, did you know Paris is a beautiful city? And there's this thing there. called the Eiffel Tower, and it's very pretty and very romantic and lovely. Uh, I was like... I think I did know you that. You might have heard of that. I, it was it was lovely there. It was Everyone there was so nice and friendly, and it was so much more fun there to be as an adult, because last time I was in France, I was a horrible child, and I didn't have such a good time. Um, but... Oh, yeah. How old were you? I was like... I think I went when I was like 10... 10 or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was, I just, went to it was Paris hot when I was... was in the middle of the tourist season and it was just like not the best time. I went to Paris when I was 13 with my whole family mm-hmm. and it was just like so miserable for me because really? I was just like I'm the youngest of three and I was 13 and like I was just like I had such a bad attitude and then my siblings were just like torturing me the whole time because yeah. I was being so annoying and I just I... I really hated it. <laughs> I, and I didn't it. blame it on Paris or anything, but I think I did. But now I realize it wasn't Paris's fault. It was me being an awful child. Um, it's it's so lovely there as an adult, and you don't have to do any of the like boring crap you don't want to do. You can just like walk around the city and go eat delicious food and 
I don't know. The people were so nice and friendly. And uh, it was really cold there, though. It was snowing and hailing. And we were like completely unprepared. Oh, my gosh. Um, but it was kind of exciting. I also I did my my 60 days of French Duolingo before going, and it definitely gave me some helpful vocab and some confidence, you know, when going into shops and asking questions. Oh. But it did not prep me to understand the answers to any of my questions. <laughs> so I would <laughs> go in there and like very confidently ask for something, and then they'd answer in fluent French, and I'd be like, "Oh, oh no!" I just crumple like, up, like, uh, "Oh, I tricked you." <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> it's very that funny. That is the downside. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely need more than 60 days to know that. Um, what was your favorite thing that you did there and ate there? Um, my favorite thing was just walking. It's such a walkable city. We walked we walked like a half marathon in one day, like over 13 miles just um Looking at Whoa. stuff, and it, it's, it was relatively flat, although we got into Montmartre. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that neighborhood, it's kind of hilly. But um, there's just so much beautiful stuff to look at that it doesn't feel like you're walking that far. And then you're like, whoa. Um, I liked the Canal St. Martin area, Martin. Um, it was really pretty there, and just like there were lights shining in the canal water, and like, that was just great. Canals are so pretty. They're so pretty. There are trees just hanging over the canal, and it uh, wasn't that touristy of an area, so it just felt, like, local. And we went to, like, this cool cemetery there where um, apparently there's this uh, there's this crypt with a sculpture of the guy. Um, Victor Noir is his name. I think he was a journalist, and he's got, like, a really big bulge in his trousers. <laughs> um, and you're supposed to <laughs> rub the bulge like for good luck with fertility so it's just rubbed raw like it is a super shiny oh, dick bulge and i didn't rub it because i don't want to be fertile so i tried not to touch it <laughs> even though my hands were like itching to rub this bulge but it was just funny like all the people who went to visit it were giving each other knowing looks like oh you're here to see this guy's enormous trousers you're snake. here to see the penis <laughs> yeah adam rubbed it <laughs> Bad news. Bad, Bad news. Bad news. Um, what else? What did you? What was your favorite thing you ate? Um, there were these buckwheat galettes. They're kind of like a crepe, but they're folded in like a square with like um fresh mm. ham and and a fried egg on them. And they're buckwheat, so I could eat them. I was trying to avoid wheat, which was really hard there. Um, and they oh, had God, them at yeah. this place called Bridge Cafe, and they had a couple different locations. So I ate them multiple times, and they were just so fucking good. That sounds really good. Really good. Um, the wedding was in this um, small town. Uh, it was in Giverny, which is, you know, where Monet's gardens are and stuff. Um, and it's kind of, there aren't a lot of restaurants there. And so one night, the only place that we could make a reservation was like a Michelin star, like multi-course, like molecular gastronomy type situation, which oh, is yes. my, my least favorite thing. <laughs> Really? I hate oh, it. I love those. I hate it so much. How? Why do you hate it? Because dinner lasted over four hours, and I didn't feel like I got any food. Like, and I was, I was heavily on my period. <laughs> like, it was day one of my period, and I oh. was like, okay, what can I fucking eat that won't make me super nauseous? Like, um, and I was excited about this chicken dish, and it came, and it was like two long stalks of asparagus covered in something, and then the chicken had been turned into a foam. <laughs> it was just like a puddle. <laughs> 
Oh, no. <laughs> that that would make me mad. I agree. I was so mad. But by the end, we were there cracking are... up. And the, a lot of the dishes were served in like a um, like a sculpted hand that was like a mold from the chef's hand, which I thought was really, really <laughs> silly. <laughs> that is like a particular type of like chef narcissism yes. <laughs> to be like, you must eat from my hand, little bird. <laughs> and they they pay so much attention to you, like because they're supposed to notice, like if you drop a fork or whatever, and be like on top of it. Um, so they notice when you don't eat everything on your plate, and they ask you about it. They're like, "Oh, is it okay? Like, are you all right?" And you're like, uh, "I felt very like under a microscope." Um, and Adam, like at one point, tried to pour his own water, and they the waiter like came up and grabbed it out of his hand and like put it back on this little tree stump that it was supposed to sit on on the table. <laughs> it's just, I don't like that. Oh, that sounds like a bad experience, but I feel like I have had mostly good experiences at places like yeah? that. Yeah? Yeah. Like, you know, every so often there's a foam that shouldn't be a foam, but for the most part, I like it. <laughs> Sometimes a foam <laughs> should be a solid food. I think... Yeah, every every so often there will be something there where I'm like, this was a better idea than it was a dish. Yeah. But a lot of times it's very good. I, I think the only time I ever really liked that kind of food was at uh, Wiley Dufresne's restaurant uh, mm. that is now defunct. Uh, WD-50 in New York was really good. Um, uh, I like the thing, too, where they come to your table and they show you a big thing, like a rack of lamb or like a huge like thing full of rice pudding. And they're like, look at this. And you're like, oh, yay. And then they give you like a tiny spoonful. <laughs> <laughs> where they're like here's a giant wheel of cheese we're going to take one piece of pasta and drag it around the wheel of cheese and then put that on your plate <laughs> i just think it's really silly um but i i actually i'm happy that kind of thing exists because it's very funny uh it is it is pretty funny um i i really want to go to dinner theater that's one of those mm. things where it's just feels like it's not really worth dining indoors for that for me right now, but I'm counting the days. Do you want to go back to medieval times? I... Oh, yeah. I want to go back to medieval times. Medieval times I is go... sadly a hotbed of, of new COVID strain right now. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would believe you. I would, I would be a little surprised that you had those statistics handy, but I wouldn't doubt them. <laughs> the medieval times Omicron strain is really powerful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Guinevere variant or whatever. <laughs> I want it. Um. Um, yeah. And I also I want to go to one of those like murder mystery ones and I want to be very high for it. Oh, my God. That is that I mean, a bad idea? I don't. That could either be so fun to me or such a fucking nightmare. It really depends. I mean, where I'd yeah, be at. it it really depends. And I think I would have to be really high and OK with just laughing the whole time. Yes, definitely. I'd have to get comfortable with that. Yeah. Yes. That sounds um, that sounds fun. <laughs> uh I I think it would be fun. I I need to stop thinking of things that would be fun that I can't really do right now. <laughs> yeah. How are the numbers in LA? I haven't checked in a minute. Are we going back up again? Is that what's happening? You know, I'm not sure what's going on um, because also they've shut down a lot of testing sites. So I don't know yeah. how accurate the numbers are anymore. I know. We were trying to get tested when we got back from France because the numbers there were bad. Uh, <laughs> we definitely had to eat inside restaurants yeah. on occasion. Um, we tried to be careful. Uh, but yeah, we we got tested. We finally found a place. And yeah, we're negative Man. so far. That's good. But yeah, it's a little bit like, I don't know, like right now, like they're starting to go up a little bit, but it's still under 1%. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't know how accurate that is anymore. And anyway, it's a little troublesome. Yeah. Because um, we have plan, we have travel plans coming up next month, and I don't want to have to cancel them. And where are you guys going? We're going to go to West Virginia for Peter's um, family reunion. Mm. Um, and I'm really excited because uh, we're supposed to also spend a couple. So I think I talked about this on the podcast, like maybe the last time we went to West Virginia, that um, there is this like fancy old like golf hotel there that also had a secret nuclear bunker underneath it <laughs> um, for like 30 years. And then someone whistleblowed on it. And so they shut it down in like 1992. And they were like, well, we're probably not really going to use this anymore more anyway because the Cold War is over. And we also realized this probably wouldn't be effective. But right. um, <laughs> but uh, it's a really cool old hotel called the Greenbrier and we're going to spend a couple days there. Neat. Um like we're not going to stay there the whole time because we're going to go going for like a week and it's really expensive, but yeah. I wanted to stay there and I don't know if we're going to have another opportunity to. Um and then uh so yeah, like I'm excited about that. I don't want to I don't want to have to cancel that. And um it should be okay next month. I don't know. I mean, traveling does feel super gross right now. Just yeah. Wearing a mask. Are people not wearing masks? Not really. Like in the airports, it's like not that many people are wearing them in airports anymore, which is weird because you're supposed to. Um, yeah. And like on one of our flights, they were super lax about it. And so people just didn't. And then on the next flight, they were really strict about it. And it just seemed completely random. Um, uh, yeah. Very confusing. Very confusing times right now. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to enjoy myself while I can. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, what else was I gonna say? <laughs> I, I never know. I never know. I was wondering um, if it was safe to go into movie theaters again, because I haven't done that since before the pandemic. And there's a few things I really want to see, but I just... I know. Uh, I, I mean, know. I think I would just go and wear a mask. Yeah, I think I would definitely wear a mask the whole time. I wish that there was like, you know how at banks... Um, they have that, or like at the pharmacy, they have that like little vestibule, that glass vestibule where they like slide it open and you put your thing in and then they slide it through and there's never really any exposure. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like an airlock thing. They should have that for masks for popcorn at the movies where you slide (laughs) out a thing and you can just put in a handful of popcorn and then slide it back in and just chew it. I do want a popcorn (laughs) airlock. (laughs) a feeding bag yeah (laughs) a feed bag attached to your mask yeah that you can kind of like maybe you have the mask on and then the feed bag is above Mm. like it's on top of your head and and you can crank a little a turnstile thing yeah like one of those like like a candy dispenser yeah (laughs) you crank a turnstile and you're getting a (laughs) jawbreaker yeah it sends popcorn around your head in one of those clear spiral little like ramps and then into your mouth and none of it is exposed to the outdoors except for the one moment when you go to the snack bar and they just pour popcorn into your hat yeah or what if you have like two coming down and you can crank either and one's like chips and one's nacho cheese <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> <laughs> oh god cleaning those ducks does not seem worth it <laughs> um yeah anyway we're, i guess going to the movies sounds fun <laughs> less fine. fun now that i know that this hat doesn't exist <laughs> i know i'm so upset that it doesn't exist yet yet we're patenting it 
Do I know it doesn't exist? I haven't looked for it online yet. It could exist. Snack I, I hat. might be wrong. Might be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> COVID safe snack hat. Wait, I'm going <laughs> to look it up right now. Okay. COVID safe snack hat. Google, don't disappoint us. Um, I'm just finding leprechaun hats for some reason. Hmm. Or like healthy eating during the pandemic no <laughs> no that's Fuck off. the opposite of what i want <laughs> i'm gonna do an image search and see what that comes up and again ugh, there's just someone handing someone popcorn ugh, this is not ugh, this there's, is terrible there's clearly a this... hole in the market there's a there's a need there's a desire and yes. someone is going to see your Google search and then come up with this thing and sell it on Alibaba or one of those <laughs> on Shein. Um. <laughs> yeah, I I don't like it. I don't like I don't like these results. Um, very disappointing. Very disappointing. Um, what was I? I feel like there was some. I had something else to tell you. I don't know if I if I did. I had like. My sense of time is so messed up. I mean, I do not want to talk about the slap, but this is the first time we've recorded since the slap. Oh, God, the slap. <laughs> wow, that feels like a million years ago. It feels like a million years ago. And I only bring that up because, one, it feels like a million years ago. And I don't know if anyone's waiting for us to address it, but I don't want to. But then also, I was just thinking about, so we had um a, like, <laughs> a trivia night and one of my like, you know, one of the members of my trivia team had put the game together and he asked how long the Ever Given was trapped in the Suez Canal. <laughs> and my guess was 42 days. Uh -huh. And the answer is six days. <laughs> really? It was only six days? Are you kidding? Wow. I mean, there were a bunch of other like it caused longer delays. Right. Because of that, like it, it. It led to like backups and like other things. So I think it felt longer. Like the results lasted longer. But yeah, it was only stuck for six days. Wow! Doesn't it feel like longer? Absolutely. I would have guessed. Yeah, at least a month. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also experienced the slap together. Yes, we did. We were watching it together, and you it was came over really to yeah. Watch the Oscars. <laughs> I'm really glad that we witnessed that together. Although it does continue the trend of every time you come over to our place to watch something, something really bad happens. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> the last, last time, time was like the Trump the won. 2016 <laughs> election. Oh God, yeah. I guess yeah. you just need I to come over. You need to come over to watch stuff party. more often. I think is the is yeah. the because that was a while ago. <laughs> Um, it oh, was fun boy. though. We were all just like in such shock. Like we just couldn't believe that that was actually happening. Yeah. I think part of the problem too was that the show was so boring that it just like <laughs> the pa the pacing was really, really out of whack because it was like boring, 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 boring. So much stimulation immediately. Yeah. It just like went from like zero to a hundred. It was a lot. And I have not seen any of the movies from this year. <laughs> I had only seen Encanto. And you know what? My main takeaway from the evening, aside from the slap, was that neither you nor Adam had heard We Don't Talk About Bruno. <laughs> yeah, and then your first haven't. exposure to it was that weird slowed down version from the Oscars. And I'm still upset. I still want you to listen to it because it's a really good song. Yeah, I still haven't haven't heard it to, to my knowledge. Maybe I have and I just didn't know. Um, but yeah, that I think version you, I think was not know. was not catchy. Uh, mm -mm. I enjoyed Billie Eilish singing the 
um, James Bond song and then thanking Barbara Broccoli in her speech. I just like to hear that. (laughs) I always love when Barbara Broccoli gets a shout out. Me too. (laughs) Um, Should we do uh, Chunch Chat? Yeah. It's time for Chunch Chat. (laughs) How many times have I said this and it's starting to be a struggle for me now for some reason? (laughs) It's time for Chunch Chat. Chunch Chat. Our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Van Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, fine wine, full moon, and we're chatting about Chunch. Chunch. Martha's Instagram has been wild. Um, my friend Sarah said, Chunch Chat's going to be lit next episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. Just, there is a lot happening on Martha's Instagram right now. There's a lot. I'll walk you through it briefly. Um, well, so first she did post an update about um, Hilka and Geert, her new Frisians. Um, they are they are pulling carriage a carriage. She's she's driving them. That's really nice. She hadn't done that in a while. And she said the complexity of harnessing a pair is coming back to me faster than I thought possible. I haven't driven <laughs> for 15 years. And it is complex to harness two horses together. Um, so that's nice. They look lovely. Um, but then the next post after that is uh, a post of a bunch of uh, her workers burying um, a cat in her yard. And uh, yeah, I know. Uh, tr- trigger alert. This is about this is about a sad, animal, sad animal thing and violence. Um, uh, she wrote, burying the beautiful and unusual Princess Peony. The four dogs mistook her for an interloper and killed her defenseless little self. I will miss her very badly. R.I.P. Beauty. Um, and then her next post is a picture of Princess Peony, who's a very beautiful cat. But it's just like, it's such typical Martha to just lay it all out there, like the brutality of nature and like her beloved dogs just ripping apart her cat. Yeah. Like just not hiding that at all. Just just putting it out there. Um Yeah, then- she really it's interesting because like she is both so curatorial mm-hmm. in everything that she does. Yes, and, and, and everything she does is so nice Instagram. and aesthetic and, and beautiful yes, it's and so polished. Aesthetic and it's so about the experience. Uh, like creating an experience for someone else. Yeah. And then she's like, here's a horrific animal death. And I'm going to talk about it, not coldly, but just very matter of factly. Yeah. It's a little in a cold. Way- it's a little, it's just very um, like pragmatic and just very stoic and just like. It's factual. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I always think about that post she did about her dentist appointment where she just showed all the blood and gore and teeth and it's just she's into it. I don't know. There's a I like this side of her. It's really it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. A really interesting contrast. Um, her next post after that is her on a private jet filled with trees. Um, she wrote flying home with eight Circus canadensis, the state tree of Oklahoma. Bought at Stringer Nursery in Tulsa. Um, she said, by the way, we did not fly with the trees in the aisle. There were four of us in the back four seats and the eight trees occupied the middle four seats. We are compliant and we have great pilots who watch over our safety. But it's just crazy to see her sitting in this plane with these this tree. What? These trees just like <laughs> filling the whole plane. It's so surreal and weird wow. and like just not relatable in any and sense. But I love it. It's It's interesting because it's like... The number of trees that have flown on planes is pretty small compared to how many trees there are in the world. And it's like they can't (laughs) even appreciate how rare an experience they're having. Yeah. 
If I was a tree, I'd be pretty freaked out to be on a plane. I wish a tree could be conscious of being in the sky. <laughs> there, when we when we flew to That's uh, pretty pretty fucked up if you only grant it consciousness for when it's in the sky, because then it'd just be like conscious and be like. Ah! And then <laughs> we um on our flight to France, there was like a dog in the um, cargo hold who just kept barking the entire time, and there was just something oh, so God. funny about flying through the sky with just a dog just. <laughs> just a barking just dog. putting its sky barks out there just just flying across the atlantic <laughs> just no idea where it is so futile so futile the most futile barking in the world <laughs> nobody's there to comfort it it's all alone oh i think it was fine <laughs> um well well does that conclude chunch chat yes that concludes chunch chat um We'll be right back with one on fun. We know everything. Max Fun Drive is just around the corner. 2022. Starting April 25th, it's the best time of the year to support your favorite shows by becoming a Max Fun member or upgrading your membership. Just two weeks. We've got some great episodes and amazing thank you gifts in store. And who knows, maybe a few surprises. Don't forget bonus content. So make sure to tune in starting Monday, April 25th to get all the juicy details on what each show has in store. Actually, wait, what are the details anyway? And why are they juicy? That's kind of a strange adjective to describe It's time for one on fun. Um, Lisa, <laughs> if you no no oh no lisa yeah i thought i think i thought i had one and then i didn't i think it went away um <laughs> lisa if you could switch hair with any doll with any doll yeah. with any fucking doll what yeah if you had to switch hair with a doll what kind of doll would you want the hair of yeah Barbie's horse. Oh, that's good. As a blonde plastic locks. Yeah. Um I can't think of any other doll hair. Like I was I basically was just like either Barbie or Cabbage Patch Kids, which is just yarn. <laughs> or those those American girl dolls. Oh yeah. They they always had nice hair. They always had nice hair. Yeah, that was that was good. Uh I'm really sorry about that one. No, it's all right. I, my Little Ponies always had like nice tail hair. That was what I was into, of course. Typical. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, Emily. Uh. Yes. Who's your favorite celebrity pet of all time? My favorite celebrity pet of all time. I don't even know if I've thought that much about any celebrities pets i know it's hard to I think guess, of them yeah i mean george clooney had that I pig thought, that was nice right 
And Carrie Fisher had those dogs that she would bring on TV interviews. That was pretty fun. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's got to be one that I'm not thinking of. Paris Hilton had a little dog, like a teacup. Yeah, I think I, I think that actually had like a net negative effect. Yeah. Because it sort of made it seem like small dogs are accessories for like vapid heiresses and yes it kind of put me off the idea of small dogs in a way that could have really interfered with my happiness if i had let it because i didn't want a small dog and it wasn't because of paris hilton but it that didn't help you know there was um um, there was a woman on our flight who was like like a fancy lady looked like she had a lot of you know, work done and, you know, whatever. And she flew in uh, first class with her lap dogs on her lap. And she had a nanny flying in coach with her baby on the nanny's lap. And I thought that was really weird. (laughs) Really fucking weird. That is really weird. I was fascinated by that. I had so many questions. And how did you find out about this situation? Um, We... We're on the flight with several other people who were also flying to the same wedding, and we had all she had caught all of our eye. Um, and I, <laughs> I had heard her like complain to Nanny. She was saying, "And my life is just so private." Um, <laughs> but it was funny because we were all like watching her, paying attention to what yeah. she did. Um, and so they were saying that they saw her Nanny in the coach, and that yeah, we were all kind of. <gasps> that reminds me of a celebrity pet. Oh yeah. Fran Drescher from The Nanny uh-huh. had a dog, I think, named Chester, who she cast on the show as the dog that belonged to um, whatever, oh, to Cece. Um, and the joke on the show was that the dog clearly preferred Fran because mm-hmm. it was her real dog from real life. So, like, uh... every time she would come around, the dog would, like, try and go to her. And it was really funny. And that's, like, a good celebrity. But then that's great. I don't know if this... I don't know if this counts, but um, because uh, <laughs> it's not a celebrity dog. It's like a, a television character's dog. But Columbo has a dog on Columbo mm-hmm. that's just named Dog. And it's this <laughs> like basset hound, this really floppy basset hound that's really cute and lazy. And I love I love him. This sounds very good. Uh, how do yeah. you feel about uh, the dog on Fraser, Eddie? I don't think he's cute. Wow. I don't. Wow. I, like, I really don't. I um, love that. That's he, hilarious. He's <laughs> he's really like, it's, it, it's odd. He's like a, he's not cuddly. He's very clearly like he's an actor. He's not cuddly. No. He's like a working he's dog. He's all business. Like, he's all business. And there's something about him that looks kind of taxidermy. Yes. It's a, Even yeah, though it's, he's alive. <laughs> he's like a little, he's like a wire terrier or something. Is that, or a He's a Jack terrier? Russell. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. And like one of the wiry ones. Yeah, he's kind of, yeah, they don't look he's real. He's just sort of like very like, you know, taut. Yes. Rigid. Yeah. Upright, you know? He's not warm. Um, he's not warm. He's, yeah. And it's like, he's clearly just doing tricks. There doesn't feel... It doesn't feel like there's any affection going yeah. on. Um, I agree. Yeah, but Columbo's dog is just a slobberer and like gives him kisses and stuff. So 
I like that dog. Um, all right. That concludes One on Fun. We will be right back with Wiki of the Week. Before we do Wiki of the Week, do you have any endorse horses, Lisa? Do I have any endorse horses? Baby geniuses endorse, letting nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Endorse horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset, now here's something we endorse. You know what? I I heard a great podcast episode recently that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, I was listening to the podcast Maintenance Phase, um, which is very, very fun. They debunk a lot of like uh, kind of diet culture stuff um, and just like health gibberish. um, And uh, yeah, I like them. They're funny. Um, And they had an episode about sleep. And like this, oh. this um, really this like bestseller book about how we need to get more sleep and how there's like a national sleep epidemic and all this stuff. Um, I forget the name of the book, but they debunk it. And uh, listening to it just made me feel so much better because I'm always stressed out about not getting enough sleep. Me um, too. And apparently, like there, it the whole thing that you need to get eight hours or you know you're gonna crash your car and die or whatever it's just like completely false like it varies from individual to individual and like huh um i yeah it was great i recommend it how much how much sleep do i need i don't know i mean are you you know it depends if you like feel tired all the time then you might need more but some people only need five hours of sleep some people only need seven which is what i tend to get um and yeah, I tend to get seven. Same. It's that, that's actually a good amount. Set between like seven and nine is sort of what most people are supposed to be aiming for. And then, okay. but this guy, like, kind of that wrote this book, kind of rounded it up to eight and said that we should be aiming for eight, but that's not true. Like, hmm. um, anyways, listen to the podcast. It's great. Yeah, I should listen to that. Yeah, it made me feel a lot better and less stressed out about the whole sleep thing. Yeah, I'm always worried about that. Yeah. My endorse horse this week is for the television show Pachinko, mm. um, which I read the book and I really loved the book. And the show is so excellent. And it really pretty much every episode has made me cry. <laughs> um, wow. And it's really beautifully shot and very well acted. It's a like multi-generational story about um like the occupation of korea by the japanese in the beginning of the 20th century and you know the resulting sort of immigration that patterns that happened and you know it's about koreans living in japan basically and um it's so good it looks great it's just so it's just so good it's on apple it's one of it's on Apple TV and they're releasing new episodes every Friday and it's a mini series and I it's just like it's gorgeous, it's well acted, the story's told really well. It's just really beautiful and really sad and really moving and just uh I just can't say enough good things about it. I'm just really really loving it. I will check it um, out. I need a new show to watch. Adam and I have just been rewatching all of Larry Sanders from the beginning. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a good rewatch. Always good rewatch, but we could probably stand to watch something new because there's a lot 
a lot of new stuff out yeah. there. <laughs> In terms of like earnestness, this is like a very opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> From Larry Sanders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's really good. Um, so that's my that's my endorse horse. Um without Further ado. Oh, we're being fancy again. <laughs> Welcome to the fanciest podcast in America, <laughs> a Baby Geniuses. We talk about France and eating molecular gastronomy. <laughs> and oh my god, on the on the plane ride back, I watched the um this documentary about uh Julia Child and and I cried. <laughs> Oh, of course, you're on a plane. I know everything makes me cry on a plane, but I was just like, her relationship with her husband was so beautiful. And oh, oh Paul, and just like, uh, it was great. <laughs> and I just loved I haven't I loved watched thinking... the new show, but I've heard it's good. Oh, there's a new show about? Yeah, there's like a, 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 sh- a TV show about her oh. where it's like there's an actor playing her and it's like about the beginnings of her TV show. Oh, I didn't know that. I should see that. I, yeah. I just love thinking once again about the movie Julie and Julia and like how how bad the Julie parts are compared to how good the <laughs> Julia parts are. And, uh, it's just so funny to think about. This week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Nathan Diffie. Thank you, Nathan Thank Diffie. you. And it is the Wikipedia page for Anne Elizabeth Fowler Hodges. Who's that? Who is who, who is that? What is an Anne Elizabeth <laughs> Fowler Hodges? <Yeah. laughs> How come Anne Elizabeth Fowler Hodges? <laughs> uh, just Jeopardy style. Okay. Anne Elizabeth Fowler Hodges, also known as Mrs. Hodges, Mrs. Hewitt Hodges, and Mrs. Hewitt Hodges, spelled right. differently, uh, 1920 to 1972, was an American woman known for being the first documented individual to not only be struck by a meteorite, but also live through the encounter. She lived to tell the tale. Um, yeah. Wow. Meteorite impact. All right. At 12.46 p.m. on November 30th, 1954, a meteorite fell through the skies of Silicaga, Alabama. It split into at least three fragments, with one of the fragments falling through a roof, hitting and bouncing off a radio, then landing on Mrs. Hodges, who was napping on her couch. <laughs> um, can you imagine? Um, she... Oh, wow. What a nightmare just to be like enjoying a nap on the couch. And then you think you've done everything you need to do to make sure it's a peaceful time. But a fucking meteorite falls through your roof and bounces off your radio. I hate this. I hate thinking this is possible. <laughs> she recalled. Yeah, this is nightmare fuel nightmare. for people with anxiety. Absolutely. <laughs> She recalled the meteorite came through her roof around 2 p.m. local time, although the official time it flew through the sky was 12.46 p.m. Uh, the meteorite left a three-foot-wide hole in the roof of her house, bounced off of a radio, hit her around her upper thigh and hand, giving her a large bruise. And there's a picture on the page of the bruise, and it is indeed enormous. It's huge. It looks like a black hole. Yeah. It looks like a big old, like a giant fish. I don't know. Yeah. It's like it looks three like feet long or something. Two feet long. Looks like she got a um, bite taken out of her. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Hodges and her mother, who was in the house at the time, thought the chimney had collapsed as there was a lot of dust and debris. 
Once they noticed the large rock, they called both the police and fire department. Her husband, Eugene Hodges, came home later that evening at about 6 p.m. local time, unaware of what happened to his wife. Mrs. Hodges filled him in by indicating there was a little excitement. (laughs) (laughs) That night, she did not sleep well and ended up going to the hospital the next day due to being distressed from the incident, rather than from her physical injury, which was said to only be the large bruise on her upper thigh. I I understand Uh, being distressed by this. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, After the incident, members from the Maxwell Air Force Base went to the Hodges' home to look at and confiscate the meteorite. They confirmed its identity as a chondrite meteorite, and the mayor of Sylacauga, Ed J. Howard, originally intended to give it to the Alabama Museum of Natural History of the University of Alabama. Mr. Hodges stated that he had enough evidence that the thing fell in my house, and the meteorite was eventually given back to the Hodges. (laughs) Although the meteorite had crashed through the Hodges' home and hit Mrs. Hodges, the owner of the house, Birdie Guy, declared ownership. Birdie Guy? Birdie Guy. Is is he from Tuca and Birdie? Is that? (laughs) Yes. That's like a a temp name for like. I know, it is. It sounds like how we name all our characters. And we're like, we'll change it later. And then we don't. Um, He declared ownership over the meteorite. With a lengthy year-long legal battle, Mrs. Guy and the Hodges agreed on a $500 settlement, and Mrs. Hodges was able to keep the meteorite, stating, I think God intended it for me. After all, it hit me. Solid. Solid argument. Solid. I don't like that her husband is is sticking his nose in. I I, I don't like where this is going. I think that... Yeah, he's... Yeah. But, um... Anyway... Ann Hodges had immense, although short-term, notoriety for the incident. About 200 reporters were waiting to talk to her outside of her house, most of which was unwelcome. <laughs> she was like, there's a couple of you that I'm into, but most, most of, of you, you most of you uggos need to get out of here. <laughs> uh-huh. Ann was invited to and attended the show I've Got a Secret, hosted by Gary Moore. That's one of those shows where it's like, I'm so-and-so, and and this is my secret, and they have to guess whether it's real or not, I guess. Mm, Yeah. Um, Mrs. Hodges was also received lots of fan mail and questions, although she did not reply to them. What is fan mail when you're (laughs) such as someone who has been hit by a meteor? Like, hey, I'm a big fan of your work getting hit by that (laughs) meteorite. I'm wondering if you are planning on getting hit by any other large rocks. <laughs> and if so, could you let me know? Yeah. Like what could you come to my city and get hit by something? I would like to see you. <laughs> weird. Um very weird. Mr. Hodges indicated they had received several offers for the meteorite while it was at the Air Force base, but they could not accept offers since it was not in their possession. One offer, he states, was close to $5,500. Doesn't seem like very much. Um, yeah. By the time the meteorite was returned to Anne, after the legal battle with Mrs. Guy, they could not find a buyer after the excitement of the event had dwindled. In 1956, Mrs. Hodges decided to sell the meteorite to the Alabama Museum of Natural History against her husband's wishes. And, as he recalled, for about $25. <laughs> oh, well, good for her. Yeah. It belongs yeah. in the museum, for sure. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. <laughs> That's my best uh, Indiana, Jones Indiana Jones impression. 
<laughs> it belongs in a museum. He sounds like a Muppet. <laughs> um, personal life. Anne and Eugene Hodges would later get divorced in 1964. <laughs> I mean, disagreeing I, about the meteorite was just the cherry on top of what I'm sure was a struggle. It's not about the meteorite. It's about everything. Yeah. But also about the meteorite. Mostly about this rock that fell out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Death. Hodges died in a nursing home from a kidney failure on September 10th, 1972. Her ex-husband died in 2012. I don't give a shit about when her I don't husband give a died. Fuck. Did he get hit by a meteorite? No, I don't think so. No, he did so not. I don't give a shit get, about him. Get this fact off this motherfucking page. Get lost. I want to know when Birdie Guy died. <laughs> yeah, unless you're saying that he outlived her by that long to indicate that, like, that's why the story is told the way it is because he was around to tell it instead of her. It's not relevant. Get that out of here. Um, legacy. The meteorite that flew through the sky that night was named the Silicaga meteorite, and the fragment that hit Mrs. Hodges was aptly named the Hodges Fragment. <laughs> Another fragment from the original meteorite was sold to the Smithsonian, while the Hodges Fragment remains on exhibit at the Alabama Museum of Natural History. Wow. The radio that was hit by the meteorite was later loaned to the American Museum of Natural History in 2005 by Eugene Hodges, 50 years after the impact event. Wow. The titular poem in Space Struck by Paige Lewis was inspired by the event, describing its aftermath from Hodges's point of view. <laughs> now, I have to say something about mm -hmm. this page, which is that... In the final season of Frasier, there is a recurring <laughs> character named Anne Hodges, oh. who is um, a very unlucky woman <laughs> who is an insurance adjuster. And I'm now very curious about whether or not she was named after this Anne Hodges. Huh. She's like, she's played by... Oh, why can't I think of her name right? Oh, by Julia Sweeney. Oh. Um, and she's like uh, this woman who Frazier goes on a really bad date with. And then um, later on, he, because she's an insurance adjuster, she um, uh, comes to insure his apartment. And then she interests himself, herself. And because he doesn't have insurance, he like... Uh, has to host her to keep her from suing him. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, you know, the whole thing is about her getting, like, badly injured. And it just makes me think that there has to be a connection here. Yeah. But, I mean, Julia Sweeney even, even kind of looks like this lady a little bit. A tiny bit. A tiny bit. It. Yeah, a little bit. It's hard to tell because this picture is just her in a hospital bed showing off her bruise. I looked at more pictures and there's a bunch where she's just standing and like holding the rock. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to look that up see now it. too. Someone um, someone who worked on Frasier, confirm or deny. I did text my friend who worked on Frasier and I'm I'm waiting to find out <laughs> if he if he knows. Um well, that concludes Wiki of the Week. Thank you for sending that. You can send your Wiki pages to babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Um, it's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? 
Oh, Lisa. Um, oh, what did you learn today? I learned that you enjoy a multi-course uh, freaky meal. I do. On occasion, yeah. if it's good. I just like any activity that's sitting down most yeah. of the time. That makes sense. Yeah. I get antsy, but then I learn to settle in eventually. <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn? I learned that the market for meteorites is not as hot as you'd think it would be. <laughs> not- you'd think that they would go for more money. I but I mean, maybe now with like eBay and stuff, but. Yeah, has the yeah. market for meteorites gone up or down during COVID? Because that's changed yeah. the market on a lot of things. Yeah, wait, I'm going to look up on eBay right now to see if there are any meteorites available. And um, How often do meteorites fall? Like, should I be worried about this? I've been mostly worried about palm fronds falling and hitting me, but maybe I should worry <laughs> about rocks. You should probably be more worried about palm fronds. Uh, I, I got to say... They're not going for a lot of money. Really? There's some on there? How can you tell if they're real? It's hard to say if they're real or not, but um, there's a bunch that are listed for like 40 bucks. <laughs> it, seems like, it seems like a lot and not a lot at the same time. Like it's yeah. like not very much, but then I'm also like, who would pay that? Who's buying these? Yeah. Like, what do you want it for? I guess if you're just like a nerd. Yeah. Mm, space space <laughs> rocks. <laughs> Uh anyway, um do we is Should we do it? should we do some sleep talkers? Oh yes, let's Ooh. do some sleep talkers. Here's one. Uh I know you are collecting sleep talk stories and I think I have a weirdly intense one for you. According to my boyfriend, in the middle of the night the other night, I sat up, leaned over him, grabbed him by both shoulders, leaned in really close and while shaking him repeated, "Which one are you? Which one are you? Are you the brother?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, this so sounds like a, a listener of my brother my brother and me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um someone else wrote i started living with a partner for the first time at the beginning of covid and we learned that during pillow talk i would fall asleep but apparently try to carry on the conversation for a few minutes he realized this when he said i love you and i said shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) one night when this was happening he asked me where i was and i said the night dungeon (laughs) so we started calling this visiting the night dungeon that's nice I also told him, you are a ring of stars around a particularly good planet, which is cute, right? Unfortunately, he didn't deserve it. He tried to cheat on me with his coworker, but she what? rejected him, and she and I became friends, and now we watch anime together every Sunday night. What? Once I once I fell asleep and started commenting on JoJo's bizarre adventure from the Night Dungeon, but that show is so weird that she didn't even realize I was sleep talking until I woke up. <laughs> oh, I really like the twist in this story. Yeah, me too. That was great. Um, all right. My boyfriend is napping next to me while I do some work and just half woke up to say, okay, I have an idea. What if we put our efforts into trying to turn this rock into a spaceship and blast it into the sun? Then he rolled over and started snoring again. (laughs) (laughs) Go on to say, it started out pretty clear. I thought he was going to suggest something like keeping plans. Then it just got silly. (laughs) Um, Someone... (laughs) Someone said, once you confirm the peanut butter is boneless, you can eat it like an apple. I don't know what the context of that one was, but I don't know if it would help. <laughs> I, Yeah, this person, I think, sent a whole bunch. And so I picked my favorite, which was this one, which I could think about forever. 
Uh-huh. The peanut butter is boneless. You can eat it like yeah. an apple. Like what? That's amazing. <laughs> Brains are crazy. Um, when I was younger, I was at a sleepover with my three best friends. We were all drifting off to sleep. And suddenly I sat bolt upright, pointed to the empty corner of the room and said, we forgot to arrest that bunny and then slammed my head back down on the pillow. <laughs> uh, um, I was a counselor at a stay away camp in high school. My bunkmate who slept above me warned me she talked in her sleep. I woke up to her one night introducing herself. Hi, I'm Grace. And then screaming, next. <laughs> she was dreaming about being a contestant on the MTV dating show, next. <laughs> oh, man. These are great. Thank you oh, all really so good. much for sending these in. We really enjoy yes, them. We really, really do enjoy them. And we've heard from other listeners that they are enjoying them, too. So thank you from us and from them as well. Um, that is our show. Yeah. Um, oh, Max Fun Drive is coming up. Yeah. So uh, strap in, strap in, buckle your seatbelts. Um, we're excited about it, and you should be too. Yeah, we're making um, some great bonus content that you'll be able to hear if you are a new or upgrading member. Um, we'll have some great gifts and surprises. We're gonna have some fun stretch goals. You know, you'll see. It'll be great. Yeah. Um. You can email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, send us wiki links, send us your sleep talk stories or whatever else you want. We love to get mail. Yeah. And um, you can follow me. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. I'm at Lisa Draws. Thanks to our producer, Rob Perra. Thanks to my brother, Nate Heller, for our theme songs. And And goodbye. goodbye. Yay. Yay. Congratulations, you've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers. Wow. Well, this sounds like a sort of proposition of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. Wonderful. It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely you cannot, because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch, catch the wave! MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. Okay.